are listening to Storm Talk 365. This is Ms. B. Well, our shows are brought to you by Jerry Royce Live at PositivePower21.org, where you can find me, Ms. B, on Channel 23. They're also brought to you by Robin Lynn Maven at RobinLynnsProductions.com. Music provided by Linton and Louise Smith at JamBobsRadio.biz. Are you looking for a Bible-based religious school? Do you want to learn practical applications of God's Word to help your church or congregation flourish? Eastern Shore School of Ministry and Theological Studies is a Bible college in your own backyard. Classes are conveniently held on the Cambridge, Maryland campus for your daily needs. Prepare for your calling with a proven institution that has graduated students working in ministry all over the world. Desire to know more, study, and learn the revelation of the Word of God. Visit Eastern Shore School of Ministry and Theological Studies online at ESSMI.org. That's ESSMI.org. Or call today, 410-330-2383. I did. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Miss B right here on Storm Talk 365 with another edition with the storm with Dr. Dixon. That's right, Apostle Dr. Terry Dixon is with us today. And we're going to continue with the subject, the study on gifts of the spirit, concerning spiritual gifts. Today he's going to expand on that with the exposition of the gifts of the spirit. But before we do anything, we'd like to go before the throne and thank the Father for everything that he's done for us. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity that you've given us by showing us your favor, grace, and mercy, and giving us the technology to be able to be a global ministry and to be able to tell each other about the word, not only the word, but the gifts that you've given us. Father, we pray that the word be received in a manner that is meant and that the words of our mouths will forever be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, and that you continue to order our footsteps and receive the angels that you have camped around us and you have covered up with the blood of Jesus. Father, we thank you again. Amen and amen. Dr. Dixon, welcome. Good afternoon. Well, welcome, and thank you so much for this wonderful, wonderful, blessed opportunity. I consider that a blessing because I'm always, when I'm always able to speak the word of the Lord to God's people everywhere, and so I consider it a wonderful, wonderful blessing. Amen and amen. And I understand you're going to give us a little exposition of the gifts of the Spirit. So for those of you who don't understand what exposition is, Dr. Terry is going to tell you, and I'm going to let him take over the teaching. Well, thank you so much. God bless to all of you that are so kind enough to tune in to share again on the increase of knowledge with the Word of the Lord. David said in his presence is the fullness of joy. So thank God for his presence, and I gather that you're sensing his presence where you are today. And I'm so delighted to be able to hear the wonderful commercial that comes on prior to my coming on the air to teach the word of the Lord. And those of you that are interested in learning more of the word and growing in knowledge and gaining or earning your degree in learning the word of the Lord, 
please go to our website at essmi.org, or you can send me an email and ask me any questions pertaining to our studies, and that email address is essmi403 at verizon.net, or you can call us on our line uh, at our office at 410-330-2383. And it's always a pleasure to share what thus saith the Lord with the people of God everywhere. We're going to be talking today about the exposition of the gifts. We're going to explain to you what each one of these gifts mean uh, in the body of Christ as well as to individual. Let's understand that our last study, we were sharing about uh, that there are nine gifts of the Spirit. And in these nine gifts of the Spirit, there are three gifts that reveal something or gifts of revelation. And then there are three gifts that do something or gifts of power. And then there are three inspirational gifts or gifts of utterance or gifts that say something. So we're going to start today with the gift prophecy. Now let's understand that every one of these gifts are spiritual gifts and they're inspired utterance from God. And we also need to understand that none of these gifts are natural. They're supernatural gifts. They're endowments from the Holy Ghost. And we need to understand who are used by and through these gifts. Now, the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, our study chapter, we're going to read to you verse number 8, 9, and 10. It says, For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing. Notice there's an S on that word gifts of healing. There's more than one way to be healed by the same Spirit. And verse number 10 says, to another, the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the, the interpretation of tongues. Now let's also understand that these gifts come through manifestation and operation and administration. So we talked about that. The administration is a service of God. The operation is the working of the ministry. And the manifestation is the displaying or something that we see with our own eyes of how God displays and demonstrates uh, through these gifts. There are nine gifts of the Spirit. Now, while we're talking about this, let me also explain that the Bible speaks about other gifts in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse number 6, and we're going to get there later on. But he also talks about ministry gifts. Now, this, these gifts of the Spirit are not ministry gifts. Ministry gifts are service. 
In the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse number 11, he gives us five ministries that are considered ministry gifts or gifts that's service or operational or gifts that's used in the body of Christ. And those ministry gifts are designed to build up, to inspire, to lift those that are in the body of Christ and to instruct those in the body of Christ. So we need to understand the purpose of ministry gifts, not the gifts of the Spirit. So I'm going to read for you quickly here in the fourth chapter of the book of Ephesians, verse number 11. And he gave some apostles, and he gave some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers. These are the five-fold ministry. And to be quite honest with you, these are the ministries literally built the church, the original church. Now, if you notice, you do not see bishop in those five-fold ministry. Nothing wrong with a bishop. Bishops are appointed. They are not part of the ministry gifts. They are appointed just as elders are appointed, just as deacons are appointed. But the ministry gifts are spirit-inspired. They're gifts that's given to the body of Christ. Now, there is a reason for that. The scripture said, for the perfecting or the maturing or the growing of the saints, the 12th verse says, for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ, till we all, everybody, the entire body of Christ, till we come into oneness or unity of the faith. When he said unity of the faith, he's not talking about a denomination. He's not talking about an organization. No, he's talking about unity of the faith in believing God, walking by the same faith and the same rule. And of the knowledge that we all grow in faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man or mature man unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. So these are, and if you read down further, the ministry gifts, the five-fold ministry, have been given for the purpose of building up to increase our knowledge and to cause strength, unity, to edify. All of these things are built into the ministry gifts. So I wanted to uh, kind of give you an understanding on the ministry gifts. Now let's go back to the gifts of the Spirit and the first gift we want to talk about is the gift of prophecy. Let's understand that God is a very powerful God. It is an awesome thought that we are that we understand that we're chosen to be used uh, of God through the channels of His power. Prophecy is one of those channels, and one of those ways He does that is through again the gift of prophecy. Now, we need to understand that words are powerful. You know, the Bible teaches us in Proverbs chapter 6 that by your words 
you know, life and death is in your tongue. Then Jesus teaches us in Matthew 12, by your words you justified and by your words you are condemned. So words carry power. Words carry authority. That's why it's important to develop an understanding on how to speak words of faith. And we need to also check ourselves when we speak to one another because words carry authority. In these lessons on the vocal and inspirational gifts, which is one of the gifts of here that we're talking about, prophecy is an inspirational gift. In these lessons, uh, uh, we will we will witness and understand the remarkable power of the of of words and of the gift of prophecy. Now, these words that come through the gift of prophecy are anointed words and inspired utterance by the Holy Ghost, and especially a powerful force. Now, there are many times in services where I've seen this happen, and many times I've had to actually correct it because many people are not taught how to operate through the gift of prophecy. And many times they will prophesy scripture. I recall being in service once, and I was in a revival meeting, and um, someone stood prophesying and said, Thus saith the Lord, if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Now, that's not prophecy. What that is, that's scriptural. You studied the scripture, and, uh, and it came through your mind. So that is not prophecy. You don't need to prophesy the word uh, prophecy. And we're going to tell you what prophecy really is. Prophecy involves the human will, and it involves your faith. But it does not involve your human intellect. Now, do you recall in the fifth chapter of St. John when Jesus came uh, to the pool of Bethesda? And, of course, there was an angel that came down and troubled the water. And there was an impotent man lying beside there, and uh, he could not get to the water in time that everyone else did. They rushed past him and beat him to the water. So Jesus asked him a question, Will thou be healed? Well, he began to make excuses and complain about not being able to get to the water. Every time I try to get there, they just overrun me and pass me by. But Jesus did not ask him all of that. He simply asked him, Wilt thou be healed? What was Jesus doing? He was getting his will involved. For you to be used of God prophetically, you must have your will, which means you're yielding to the Spirit of God properly so that the Spirit of God will speak through you and, and, and bless other people. Because we're going to see what the purpose of prophecy is. That's why the Word of, say, of God said, and as I just read to you in 1 Corinthians 12 and 10, to another, the gift of prophecy. Now, the gift of prophecy, as we've established, is an inspirational gift or gifts that say something. Now, in this group of study, we're going to come to this ecstatic gift of utterance and these gifts of inspiration. Uh, now, these gifts are completely different 
from the gifts of revelation uh, where God reveals the future or the present or a human personality. Uh, They are completely different and very different from the gifts of power where God does a miracle for you by faith or God remarkably heals a person. These are called power gifts or gifts that does something. Now, prophecies are completely different. Prophecy is a completely different gift from the other gift. Now, no gift is the same. That's why we have three categories, gifts that reveal, gifts that speak, and gifts that do. So under the gifts of inspiration or the gifts that speak, prophecy is one of those gifts. And all of God's gifts are outstanding. Let's remember these gifts are inspired by and through the Holy Ghost. Now, you're not going to tell me that a person is not filled with the Holy Ghost and used in a gift. No, no, that's not the case. Remember in the 12th chapter earlier, and uh, there's no one that can speak by the Spirit of God and flesh at the same time. Paul talks about that in the early part of the chapter 12. This is why he said the very first words that comes out of his mouth regarding the gifts of the Spirit, he said, I would not have you ignorant or misinformed, brethren. So, now we need to understand that the gift of prophecy is mentioned uh, more than 22 times, or at least 22 times, between chapters 11 and 14 in the book of 1 Corinthians. So it is a very necessary and powerful gift that is needed in the body of Christ. Now, there is much importance and urgency uh, concerning this gift. It is entirely supernatural uh, in, a, in, in a natural tongue. It is using our natural tongue, but it is a supernatural usage. Now, let's go back to the seventh verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. God calls the gift a manifestation of the Spirit in that seventh verse. It's the manifestation of the Spirit of God. Prophecy is speaking unto men supernaturally, supernaturally. Remember now, manifestation is demonstration of the Spirit of God. So God demonstrates through man or through mankind his spirit. And prophecy is a manifestation of the Spirit of God. Now, the word of prophecy, uh, uh, the word prophecy, uh, it originates from a Hebrew word, uh, and it said neba n a b a neba. It is a Hebrew term, and it means to flow. It means to flow forth. It means to spring forth, or to tumble. So the spirit of God springs forth and flows in you or through you. You remember Jesus said, "Out of your belly shall flow rivers." of living water. Water is a representation of the Spirit of God. Now let's understand, as we look at the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians, verse number 3, 
the scriptures say, but he that prophesied speaketh unto men, and these are the reasons what prophecy, the purpose for a prophecy. We speak unto men or the body of Christ to edify or for edification and for exhortation and to comfort. The purpose of the gift of prophecy is to edify, means to build up, to exhortation, which means to encourage, and to comfort you. That's the gift of prophecy. That's the reason why Paul said he wants all, all of us to the gift of prophecy, because the children of God should be used in the gift of prophecy. Now, let's not confuse the gift of prophecy to the ministry of the prophet. These are completely two different things. However, the gift of prophecy does live and flow in the ministry of the prophet. But there's so much more beyond the gift and ministry of the prophet besides prophecy. However, prophecy is for the entire body of Christ. Everyone, remember the scripture tells us in the seventh verse that the gifts of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Every woman, every man, the scripture teaches you and I that these gifts are there for us, not just for one or two or specially appointed people. No, the gifts of the Spirit or the gift of prophecy is designed for all that's in the body of Christ. Now let's say that again. He that prophesied speaks unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. These are amazing set. Remember, I told you that the gift of revelation is three gifts, gifts that reveal something, and then the gifts of inspiration, there are three gifts, and then the gifts of uh, power gifts. These are all amazing gifts of three. Now, the number three is the, the, the number of perfection. So whenever you go three by three times three, that is triple perfection. So this is what the Lord has done. He has perfected the church. Now, remember, we read to you in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 11, about the ministry gifts. And if you remember, he said in that passage that these ministry gifts were given for the perfecting of the church, the perfecting of the saints. The word perfecting is the maturing and the growth and the development. The gifts of the Spirit are also there to perfect the body of Christ, to cause a growth, to cause the body of Christ to mature and advance in the spirit. The gifts of the spirit does not come and bring destruction. I recall there was a lady in my church some years ago, and each time she said the Lord showed her a vision or gave her a prophecy, it was always about somebody dying or something negative happening or some sort of pain that was brought upon someone. According to the scripture, that is not 
what the gift of prophecy is. Prophecy comes for edification. Again, that means to build up. Exhortation, that means to encourage. And it comes for comfort. The body of Christ needs comfort. The body of Christ needs encouragement. The body of Christ needs to be built up. Every one of us have our individual needs, and that's what the gift of prophecy is there for, to build you up, to encourage you, and to bless you. That's the purpose of the gift. Now, there are several purposes of uh, these gifts, and we need to understand that these are not natural gifts that's given to us. Talents and gifts are not the same thing. There are some people that the Lord has blessed with talents, and people say, oh, they're born with a gift. And I think that they mean that that particular person who has that talent, uh, they're calling it a gift, but uh, not a spiritual gift, because the spiritual gifts are given to the body of Christ through the Spirit. If you're not a spirit-filled believer and a spirit-filled living person, then you cannot operate in the gifts of the spirit. There's mass confusion that's going on in many people's churches and lives because we've got people that are walking around really making pretend that they're operating in the gifts of the spirit, and they're bringing destruction, confusion, and they bring in separation and and a complete difference in the body of Christ. It is not wise to do that. So God wants us to be wise in our dealing. So let's move on further. The, the, The gift of prophecy is not several things. Let's talk about that, what it is not. Again, it is not prophet. It is not the office of the prophet, and we have established that. A prophet is a man of God, or a prophetess is a woman of God, and not a spiritual gift. So its prophecy is not a prophet. A prophet is a person that's used in that area of ministry. Now, we need to understand that because we will have to take you back to Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 11, to help you understand that. Now, we also need to understand what it is. Now, remember Philip in the Scripture, in the 21st chapter of the book of Acts, and the ninth verse, the Bible said Philip had four daughters who prophesied But they were not prophets. They prophesied. What did they do? They were used to edify. They were used to exhort. And they were used to build up and to encourage and to comfort. So, and they did just that. Now, there there was Agabus in the 21st chapter who was their, uh, 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 you know, leader. uh, uh, And, of course, Agabus was a prophet, and he was one who would speak and give divine wisdom. If you read that 21st chapter of the book of Acts, you will see the instruction that he gave to the Apostle Paul. 
So the prophetic office always predicts the future. When you're in the office of prophet, that is the ministry gift as we stipulated in the book of Gal- uh, book of Ephesians, chapter 4 and 11, he said God gave some apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, and teachers. The ministry or the gift of the prophetic ministry, it, it, it predicts the future. The ministry of the prophet, it predicts the future. It does have the gift of prophecy in it. The gift of prophecy does not predict. Only that is in the office of the prophet. We need to understand that, again, that the gift of prophecy comes for edification, exhortation, and comfort. It is necessary to get that understanding because you will not be confused when someone prophesy and says, thus saith the Lord. You will know whether the prophecy is of the Lord, if God sent it, or if it's for you and for your uh, individual uh, for your individual blessing. Prophecy is not intended for guidance. Let me say that again. Prophecy is not intended to, for guidance. No gift can take the place of common sense. No ministry is to foretell. No gift can take the, 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 the place of common sense. You're not guided by prophecy. I recall a minister some years ago uh, who blessed the city, and uh, when he came and he decided to start a church, and people came, but all he had were the gifts. You cannot build a ministry and pastor a church based on gifts. You must have the anointing, number one, to pastor, to shepherdize people. We've got a lot of people that's in trying to pastor that God didn't call them to pastor. They're loud, making a lot of noise, do a lot of talking, but no anointing and no power. To pastor a church, you must have the anointing upon you to be a shepherd. The scripture shares in the third chapter of the book of Jeremiah, I will give you pastors after mine own heart who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. A pastor must have a wisdom and a knowledge and certainly an ability to understand and lead the people. That was one of the prayers that Solomon prayed in 1 Kings chapter number 3. Now we're going to get into that a little bit further later on. Solomon did not have the gift of wisdom, not a ministry gift. If you read that chapter uh, again, it tells you that he asked God to give him wisdom on how to judge and lead the people because there was a great number of people that Solomon had to lead and guide. He was a king. And he asked God for the wisdom. So what God did is give him a great ability. He enlarged his brain so he was able to understand and get a, a, a an understanding out of life and the situations of life and the affairs of life and give people guidance. If you will remember, right after he asked that prayer, he had a vision and an appearance from the Lord. 
there was an episode between two ladies, and uh, they both shared a cottage together, and they had children. And in the night, one of the ladies rolled over on her child and smothered the child, and she awakened, and the child was dead. The other lady do that, and uh, what the woman did who had the dead child, she, she switched the children in the middle of the night. When the mother awakened and saw the dead child lying next to her, she knew something was wrong. So they took it to King Solomon. And King Solomon, in the wisdom that God gave him uh, and the prayer that the Lord has answered, he said, bring me a sword. I will cut this child in half and we'll divide the child because they were arguing back and forth. No, that's my child. They all said, no, that's my child. No, that's your child. She's the dead one. He's the dead. No, no. So what he said, bring me a sword. And so he did. And just as he began to split the children by cutting them in half, the real mother stepped up and said, oh, no, let her have the child. She did not want to see the death of her child because she had a dispute with another lady. She'd rather see the child alive. And Solomon knew that the mother that stood up and said, allow that not, please don't kill my child. He said, this is the mother. That was the wisdom that God gave him. However, that was not the gift or the ministry or the spirit of, of, of or the gift of wisdom. Now, of course, when you read the book of Chronicles and you read the first chapter of Second Chronicles and First Chronicles, verses 1 through 10, you will see that Solomon had wisdom to structure things, to build buildings, to put things in its proper order. And that was his wisdom, but it was not a spiritual gift. So we understand that the gift of prophecy is an Inspired utterance from God. The utterance is inspired. It is spoken through your spirit and using your will, and God speaks through you. He does not just speak scripture, but he speaks an utterance, an inspired utterance. Now, we also need to understand that prophecy is not regular preaching. Some people assume that preaching is prophecy. No, preaching is proclamation. You proclaiming the word or you announcing the word. To preach means to proclaim. To teach means to explain. So we understand that the office of the the, the office of the prophet is not prophecy. We also need to understand that prophecy is not given to guidance, for guidance. No gift is given for that. We also need to understand that prophecy is not preaching. Prophecy is not preaching. Preaching is to proclaim. Prophecy is to edify. Yes, there is an element of prophecy in preaching because while the person is preaching the gospel, God is using his natural mind to speak things through through the Spirit of the Lord. So prophecy uses the will and not the intellect. 
preaching uses the intellect coupled with perhaps the will. Because you have to be willing to be used of the Lord in order to be used, whether it be preaching or prophecy. Prophecy is a supernatural utterance, and preaching is an inspired, inspirational utterance. It's inspired. The good news of preaching is the gospel of Jesus Christ using the natural mind, speaking by the Spirit of God. Prophecy is the mind of the Holy Ghost. That's what prophecy is, speaking through you, the mind of not your natural mind, but the mind of the Holy Ghost speaking through you. Preaching is inspired but not supernatural. Even though you see great abilities, you see great preachers that are speaking profoundly, but it still is an inspired natural ability, inspired by the Spirit. Prophecy is a spiritual utterance supernaturally using through you, using your will, and speaking through the word and the will of God. It's a supernatural utterance. So the gift of prophecy, uh, there's a, a great deal of, of gifts that go along with the book, of, uh, with prophecy. Now, let's look at the uh, 14th chapter and the 32nd verse, what prophecy does. 14th chapter and the 32nd verse, it says, the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets. So the spirit of prophecy is subject to the one that's prophesying. The possessor of the gift controls prophecy. When you've got people that are claiming to be used of God, and they are prophesying out of order, out of place, when the Spirit of God has not inspired them, that is not the Spirit of God at all. When people try, prophesy above the preacher, the preacher is preaching, and they stand up in the middle of the service and start prophesying, that is out of order. That is not the Spirit of God. The person who has the gift of prophecy, they're in control of that spoken word, whatever's coming through them. They understand that at the giving, at the proper time, they understand that it is necessary to speak this prophecy in order at the proper time and at the right time. Otherwise, it will cause confusion in the body of Christ. Prophecy is inspired utterance. It is to edify, it is to comfort, and it is to exhort. So the scripture just told us in the 32nd verse of chapter 14 that the spirit of prophecy is subject to the spirit of the prophets or is subject to the spirit of the one that's using the are using the spirit of gift or the gift of prophecy is subject to you. You're the one in control because the spirit of God does not 
take you over where you are out of your mind and you've lost your mind and you become a lunatic. No, the spirit of the Lord is not unwise. The spirit of the Lord does not use lunatics to build and spiritualize his church. No, he's using people that are capable, that are wise, and they're spiritually mature. They're perfected themselves in the ministry, and they know when and when not to use the opportunity to speak by the utterance of prophecy. So prophecy, again, is giving to us, and we're subject, that spirit is subject to us. Now, the gift is to be regulated, and it can be regulated. And the scripture tells us in the uh, of the 27th verse that only three prophecies really are allowed in one meeting. Let's look at that 27th verse and get an understanding. That's the reason why I'm taking the time to teach what I'm teaching and how I'm teaching so that people will understand how to regulate these gifts when they're used, and they will also understand how they are to operate in the body of Christ. And if you don't have an understanding of spiritual things, you will not be able to be used uh, righteously and abundantly by the Spirit if you don't understand what the Spirit of God is saying. So let's go back. God, the gift of prophecy, is to be regulated. And according to the scripture, the 27th verse, he says, if any man speaketh in an unknown tongue, let it be by two, at the most by three, and that by course, and let one interpret. So you cannot have two or three people prophesying at the same time. That is out of order. So he said, there's no need, according to the scripture here, that more than three people prophesy. In other words, that would be considered out of order. It's not regulating. The scripture lets us know only three prophecies are allowed in one meeting, in one service. When you've got people that are prophesying 20, 30, 40 in one service, most of the time people cannot even remember what was said. That's why Paul said, in the mouth of two or three. And that's where prophecy comes in for the exhortation, the comfort, and the edification. We there are safeguards uh, concerning the use of the gifts uh, of the gift of prophecy. Prophecy is not to be despised. We should covet prophecy. In fact, the scripture tells us in First Thessalonians chapter five, uh, verse twenty: despise not prophecy. However, there are many people that despise gifts. They teach against them because they've never been taught regarding the gifts, how to operate the gifts of the Spirit. There are many churches still believe today not in the gifts of the Spirit. There are many churches today that do not believe in the ministry gifts. They will believe in the evangelists. They believe in teachers. They believe in bishops, but they do not believe that God still has apostles. God still have prophets. 
in the midst. There are people that teach that all the prophets are dead. That is not the truth. These gifts, ministry gifts, were given to the New Testament church, given to the new church, and that's us today. Well, if God put them in the church, who has the power to take them out? Who are we to try to stop the operation of what God put in the church? So we need to understand the gift of prophecy, again, does not fall under prophet. Prophet does have the gift in it, but it is not the ministry of the prophet. We have these safeguards, and the scripture says despise not prophecy. And it's important for us to understand that. We must prophesy according to our proportion of faith. If a person prophesies things that do not come to pass, he or she is speaking beyond his faith. Now let's look at the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse number 6. The scripture says, having been gifts, deferring according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Now, you cannot prophesy beyond where your faith is. You cannot prophesy beyond where you are in your spirit. So we need to understand that if you're prophesying things that are beyond your faith and what you believe, and it doesn't come to pass, then that's not the gift of prophecy at all. So we understand that the gift of prophecy is for edification. Now, the gift is primarily to edify the church. It is not directly to unbelievers. It is not directed at unbelievers. An unbeliever, the only thing an unbeliever can do is get saved and become a believer. The gifts of the Spirit are not designed for the unbeliever. Now, of course, that unbeliever can be uh, directed by the Spirit of God to come to Christ or invited to come to Christ and come and receive Christ. But the gifts of the Spirit cannot bless an unbeliever or a non-saved person as it would a person that's Spirit-filled. Because let's understand that the gifts of the Spirit are Spirit-filled and they're inspired by the Spirit. That's why they're called gifts of the Holy Spirit. In order to understand that, you must have the gift of the Holy Spirit. A natural-minded man, according to the Scripture, cannot understand the things that are spiritual because they are spiritually discerned. Paul is saying they are spiritually understood. A natural, carnal man cannot understand spiritual things because you must be spiritual in order to understand spiritual things. That's why he said a natural-minded man cannot understand the thing that is spiritual because they are spiritually discerned or spiritually understood. The Bible teaches us in the fourth verse of chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians, he that speaks in the unknown tongue, the scripture said, edifies himself, but he that 
prophesy edifies the church. Now, let's understand, when you are speaking in tongues, the tongues is building you up. The scripture tells us in the book of Titus and uh, uh, also the other books, it talks about praying in the Holy Ghost. That means praying in the spirit or praying in tongues. So Paul says in the fourth verse of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, he that speaks in an unknown tongue, he's edifying himself. He's building himself up. You can pray in tongues and pray in the spirit. Well, that's what it is, praying in the spirit. You're building up your inner man. You're building up your spiritual man. You're edifying yourself. You're encouraging yourself. It's a beautiful thing to be in the spirit while you're praying. You can sense God's glory. You can sense God's presence. Quite often, I I sense God's presence and glory around me all the time. And it doesn't take much. You can just begin to worship or you begin to think on the Lord and feel his presence. That's why I said when I first came on the air, in his presence is the fullness of joy. There is a joy that goes along with God's presence. When you're in his presence, it doesn't matter where you are. You could be in his presence and be around a thousand people and still sense his presence. You can be in his presence and folks can begin to talk to you and you can kind of shut them out and know that God is speaking to you because this is a spiritual thing. This is a spiritual happening. So Paul says, if you're speaking, he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself, but he that prophesies, you're edifying the church. Remember, what prophecy is, is for edification, exhortation, and comfort. When you prophesy, it comes to edify the body, to build up the body. There may be someone in there that may be going through some trial, some test that they've not shared with anybody. God can give you a word. He can give you something, an inspired statement, an inspired word, a message And to pick up that individual spirit, that person will feel as if God is speaking to them, and they will go home rejoicing. They will go home built up and picked up in their spirit. So this is what Paul says. The gift of prophecy edifies the church. There is a difference. Prophecy does not demote. Prophecy does not bring negativity. Prophecy does not speak of something that's always uh, damning and gloomy, but it is to edify. That's what the scripture says. Let's move on. The gift of inspiration was given to the church by the Holy Ghost, by the Holy Spirit to build it up and to strengthen it. Certainly, this is one of the greatest needs of the presence of, Uh, 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 of the present hour. We need today in this present hour that we're living in the gift of prophecy to edify and to build. The church has been under attack. And the church has always been under attack. Mm -hmm. Yes, it has. And we need that. Yes, we do. We need that. Yes, we do. It seems like that my time is gone. (laughs) 
and I am so sorry. I went over my time. No, 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 you didn't. I just knew that if you were going to keep going, we were going to have a 90-minute um, segment instead of a 60-minute, and I figured, well, the listeners <laughs> might just might need a break. But um, praise the Lord. We just know that um, you're going to be back to continue this study with us, and we really appreciate your insight, as you call it, the exposition of the gifts. Uh, I have no problem with letting you do a 90-minute service. I just think sometimes people may want to just break it up in segments. Otherwise, I'll let you keep going. Um, yes. He said yes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm so glad you stepped in because that's the way I am. When the Spirit of the Lord get on me, I just go to town. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, that's, you know what? While we have a minute, I, I would like to say um, we have some things coming up from Dr. Dixon, and I just want to say I thank him for being a part of uh, both Elations and Storm Talk 365 and Serenity because the more he's heard, the more the word is blessed with the knowledge that he has. He's been around for a long time, and he's an educator, a minister, and more importantly, he's a child of the king, and he makes no hesitation of saying that. That being said, one of the things that um, I would like to uh, say is that look forward to more from Dr. Dixon from Storm Talk 365. I'm working on something special where you can hear from him 24 hours a day on demand, and we just look forward to all of that happening this year. The year of 2016 is going to be amazing and marvelous for preaching and teaching and spreading the word. So, again, Dr. Dixon, I thank you so much for being a part of Storm Talk 365 family. Thank you. Not a problem. Now, before we leave, you've already given them their telephone numbers. I'm going to start posting them. If you would give your contact information and tell them a little bit about your books before we end, please. Yes, uh, please contact me at 410-330-2383, or they can go to my website, which is essmi.org, or they can send me an email at essmi four zero three at verizon.net. Now, we do have a quite offer of books that will be a blessing to those we have called The Mishandling of Brokenness, and that book will bless you. Uh, we also have a book in, that's called Encountering Painful Circumstances. If you've ever gone through any, any difficult times, that will bless you. We have a book that's called The Survivor Course Syllabus. If you have a loved one that has gone through the punitive system or someone that's gone through some hurtful time and they're trying to survive, whether it be a divorce or whether it be a loss of a loved one, that book will be a blessing as well. These books can be found online at Barnes & Noble or Amazon, or they can order a copy from me. Proclamation of God's Fast is a book that talks about fasting, how to fast and pray. So we have that available as well. Amen and amen. So, listeners, I also have something to uh, surprise you with. Because of Dr. Dixon's um, dedication, professionalism, and not only that, his spiritual gifts of ministry, um, PositivePower21.org with Jerry Royce Live pulls uh, all of my broadcasts, and um, so does Robin and Maven's Productions. And we are proud to announce that Dr. Dixon, because of his content, has been given the um, award from PositivePower21.org through Joy Voice Live because of his podcasting abilities. He's been given an award for that, and we thank him uh, so much for that. Congratulations, Dr. Dixon. Thank you so much, and what a great honor, and I thank God for 
that wonderful honor. It's blessing. So I'm I've been rejoicing ever since I heard about it. <laughs> well, look forward. Um, listeners, look forward for that. Um, PositivePower21.org has announced the winners of all of their awards, and they will be having a virtual award ceremony at the end of the month. Everything is done online, and um, certificates will be mailed out, but the um, appreciation speeches will be compiled into a movie, and uh, Jerry Ross Live will be hosting that show with some other honorees that he's asked to participate. So this is a very, uh, very big thing for us because so many things are gone unnoticed in the podcasting industry, and we are heard globally in over 200 countries. So to get that honor, uh, Dr. Dixon has uh, really put himself in an honorary position, so I really appreciate that. And while I have the chance, I want to tell you, please, Look into his online courses for the um, Eastern Shore School of Ministry and Theological Studies. Dr. Dixon has created some excellent courses. If you want to continue uh, one course at a time or if you're working toward a degree, please look forward um, to doing that with him um, this year. Is that correct, Dr. Dixon? You are? Yes, absolutely. They can work towards the degree. They can get a, get into the certificate program. And, uh, of course, they can graduate when we're having our graduation. It is accredited Bible college, and we have some new classes that are available, such as the private lessons of Jesus, and we have a new class that's called the Oracles of God. These are all wonderful, uh, inspired classes for ministers, laymen, and all people are welcome to call or visit our website, and I'm sure you'll see something that they that you would like and enjoy and become a part of Eastern Shore School of Ministry. Well, I'm going to do a shameless plug because I am a student of Dr. Dixon's, and I'm proud to say that um, I'm going all the way, Lord's willing, and financially sustained. I'm going to take one course at a time, take baby steps, but I'm 60 years old, and I'm never too old to learn to be a yes. better uh, ministerial servant of the word. So um, who better to teach me than a man of God that um, is a part of the family? So that being said, um, as we leave, I also would like to thank Jerry Royce Lab at PositivePower12.org because I am a newcomer newcomer on the scene, and um, from my exposure to all the other stations, uh, the station awarded me the best podcast, best new podcaster for the year of 2015, so I appreciate that. So congratulations to both of us. Look forward to our acceptance speeches on video at the end of the month on PositivePower21.org. Jerry West Live, we thank you so much. That being said, Dr. Dixon, again, I thank you for blessing us with the word. We look forward to hearing from you next week, Lord's willing, Amen. right here. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's right. Right back here at 3 p.m. East Coast time on Storm Talk 365. This is Ms. B, and we thank you so much for taking the time out to listen. Either live or on demand, he is available 24 hours a day. If you want all of our uh, recorded episodes, again, please don't hesitate. PositivePower21.org, Channel 23 with Ms. B, or you can also find us on RobinLensProduction.com. Uh, come and of course right back here on Blog Talk um, Storm Talk 365. Have a great day and look forward to seeing you again. Thank you. Bye bye.